0: For 10 years in a row, ranking Arizona's number one most trusted referral network, rosieonthehouse.com. Information that you can't get anywhere else. And over three
1: decades of Rosie on the House. Welcome. This is hour number four of Rosie on the House, our 10 o'clock hour, what we call our On the House hour, where we dive deep into one specific topic For an entire month now following the uh, introduction of our home maintenance calendar. This really allows us to take one topic and dissect it from... Uh, multiple angles there's a lot of times we get into a category and one hour of broadcasting just isn't enough for us we're designating a whole month to it now and it's been something we started with our 30th anniversary in 2018 and uh it's been working so we're going to keep doing it and to do that this month if you're looking at your home maintenance calendar right now you can get your free copy by emailing us at info at rosie on and We'll add you to our mailing list, and you'll get it complimentary, and you'll be on that mailing list and get our updated version every single year until you ask to stop receiving it. But those that already have it, you're looking at Todd Whitaker Drywall, one of our uh, key champions in this concept of universal design. You've heard us talk about aging in place all month long. Our partner's Todd Whitaker Drywall. There's
2: a lot more than just drywall in that name, Todd. (laughs) There is, Uh, yeah, yeah. So hence that name, 24 years ago or so. We're more TWD design, build, remodel now, um, you know, and you know us. We're
1: it's yeah. still Squaw Peak Parkway. It's still Bank One Ballpark. It's <laughs> right? still Blockbuster Desert Sky Pavilion. Yeah. so yeah, to,
2: to you know, so to lose that name, I don't know. We we would probably lose some customers, but the TWD design, build, remodel is is the way we're going now. Um, I've also brought Ron Labrie here, who happens to be my design manager. Um, so we're, uh, we're ready for all the design, build, remodel stuff that you've got. Um, this happens to be universal design, and we're both very educated in universal design. And um, I think that's uh, the way things are kind of rolling out. Um, even on our millennials, so to speak, we're still designing stuff to where possibly, you know, universal design is for anyone and everyone. It's not just people think it's maybe ada stuff it's really not it's for each and every person that walks into that house can use whatever they have in that house and we'll talk about that uh, throughout this hour but Mm -hmm.
1: let's let's start with the development of universal design where did that come from and i think if we look over the last hundred years of development and housing it's just a development of where we at housing's changed a lot from you know the industrial revolution then you had uh the wars oh, and yeah. the booms and the explosion and yep. the demand for housing uh you've got a very uh you've got urban sprawl that's been a factor you've got vertical development in these oh, yeah. major cities yep. that thankfully we don't have in and in, in in Arizona like LA and yeah. New York and Chicago oh, that are yeah. mountains of uh, yeah. apartments and well, condos well you
2: can you can <laughs> Romy, you can drive by developments now and see, I don't know, five, six, seven cars in front of homes nowadays. So, you know, people have, you know, during the downturn, whatever you call it, they've moved in with each other. Um, They've moved together. They've brought family members in that, that, uh, you know, aren't as fortunate, but people are living together. So, Universal design is a huge, huge factor in the remodel business right now,
1: and it takes away from the concept of devilling the of developing a short time need. Whether it's you know a hundred thousand new houses for returning war veterans, or uh, you know the need of condos and sky rises to complement oh, yeah. uh, you know everybody graduating the college downtown, or whether it's urban sprawl, this universal design incorporates all those different areas of life so you can live in your home start to finish. It's not a short-term solution to this housing crisis. It's a long-term solution to to your lifestyle.
2: Yeah, it's to to remodel with the knowing that you're going to stay in that home.
3: Well, and also take a look at um, the new developments, the new builds that are out there. Almost every development that you that you see in the valley, sixty percent of the homes at least are going to be single story houses, where people can then grow old in those homes.
1: And single story is a big part of that. You know, stairs are. Uh, a, a big challenge for young and old. <laughs> it hey, is. Hey, or or, or middle age with yeah, a. <laughs> for me, it is. <laughs> yeah. and, and, I'll never
2: live in another two story <laughs> as long as I live. Well, and a lot of people
3: think about you know steps as a deterrent for somebody in a wheelchair. Well, think about somebody, a millennial with a stroller and a newborn trying to get upstairs, or even just a single step on a front door stoop.
1: Yeah, stairs are not our friend in housing. No, <laughs> no, they they're not. There, there's a reason Montezuma's castle's abandoned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There you go.
2: There you go. There you go. Now it's uh, you know, uh, one one important factor in in universal design is to make sure that you do have livable quarters on the first floor. Rather you're in a two story, three story, whatever you whatever you have. Um, you will want to have a bathroom downstairs, a bedroom downstairs just for the you know, if you're if you're only disabled permanently or if you're you know, you've got you broke a leg or something, you you don't wanna be walking upstairs.
1: My great grandmother, when she was still with us, lived in a three story condo on the north shore of New Orleans and what they call uh Gosh, I'm drawing a blank, Gary. What's the north side of New Orleans? Covington. And Covington.
0: Covington, Mandeville. Yeah. uh, The North Shore. (laughs) The
1: North Shore. Disabled, in a wheelchair. I mean, she's in her 90s. Yeah. And it was the saddest thing to bring her to her bed because you had to push her in a wheelchair into an elevator that she couldn't move, couldn't turn around. You had to, you know, hit it up to the third floor, which the elevator usually got there before you did, running up the the three stairs. And and I say you, I mean— and we as kids could do it, but her caretaker was in her fifties. It took her. So you get up there, and the elevator's door open. There, she's just sitting there, looking at the elevator door, oh, waiting man. to come back, get pulled back out to take to bed. I yeah. mean, it's.
2: Yeah, that's that's a, It's hard. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> to see yeah. that. It is hard to see that, and that's that's one of like I said the, one of the things that they that you want to make sure you have is ground level restroom sleeping quarters
1: well the yeah. only time i propose in two, two stories is putting in a basement and for storage and you know not a daily use thing yeah. but that's a big expense you just have to that that's a whole nother story there for another time story, yeah. <laughs> well and,
3: and here in arizona luckily we're we're lucky enough to have an abundance of land still whereas in the you know northwest um and also in the northeast they're pretty compacted and so uh, you're having to deal with the space available, and therefore an elevator would ne- would be necessary in the design for universal design.
1: Now, through this whole development of the concept of universal design, there are seven principles that have been established to kind of govern the whole concept. Let's run through those real quick. Ron, you want to do those, or Todd? Which Which one of y'all want to take the lead on that? And uh...
2: yeah, so there are seven principles. Uh, one of them being equitable use. So. That's simply put as anyone can use whatever you have in that home. Um, number two is flexibility in use. Same same kind of um, analogy as far as, you know, you, you have to be flexible for whomever comes into that home.
3: Like placing a, the microwave at a level that your child can then use, albeit having control locks for
1: you know where i'm thinking on on equitable and flexible both is is a shower walk into a shower i don't think my four-year-old could turn on the knobs of the shower i don't know if she can reach them
2: (laughs) yeah so you're gonna have those kind of things that you have to deal with um one big thing in in uh in universal design is when you meet the customers you want to have the customers and family members relatives that may be visiting you want to kind of design it around everybody, whom is in that family. That being said, then you go to, to simple and in, in, intuitive use. So that's going to be it, it, just like it says. it's it's You want to make things simple for people, um, whomever it may be. Rather, you're talking about your four-year-old or you're talking about grandma who came in from Minnesota or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, <laughs> An example of that
3: would be, Backlit light switches so that you can see those, so that you you can see off offhand that that's what that is. Easy controls on a
1: range, easy controls on um, plumbing fixtures. I like that easy control on a range. Turn yeah. it to three hundred and fifty bake. How do I, Why do I have to press seven buttons to get me to three hundred and fifty? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why is that such a complicated task? Uh, yeah, and in
2: universal design too, they have also timers that you put on deals. You know, if you're those if you're cooking awesome. or You know, especially stovetops. You want those things to shut off if you've you've forgotten about whatever it may be you're cooking or you pull the pan. You know, it'll shut down itself.
1: Turning off is a big thing, but but time delay starts. I love. You put together your meal. We get out. We put it in the oven, set a time delay for three hours. We get out. By the time we get everyone saddled in the arena and riding, you know, then, you know, three o'clock it kicks on. By the time it all comes up, well, dinner's ready when we come back in yeah. and it's safely turned off. I mean, Absolutely. not only the, the safety turn off, but the time delay start are huge. Yep. And that can apply to family functions around Easter, Thanksgiving, uh, 4th of July, whatever the case may be. That, that universal design goes to entertaining, which is what you've got to do together yep, to, to all live together. <laughs> you betcha, man. Yep. <laughs> you, you can't put all five of those ve- people driving all those vehicles in one home and not no, have you, some entertainment. Yeah, you, you and any, yeah, <laughs> your quality yeah, of life yeah. would be lacking. <laughs> no, I hear you. <laughs> all right. So that is... Uh, that that's only the principle three. We'll cover the next yep. four after this and continue on our concept of universal design. The amount of talking points y'all have brought to us, we're going to we're gonna have to speed up our pace here, which is my fault. I've, no, of, that's all good, yeah. <laughs> kind of got yep. detoured on a few bunny trails, but we'll get focused. And uh, it, it's a great thing. I think it's a great concept, and it's something that uh, if we'd a, as the industry, started this 50 years ago instead of 20 years ago— uh, we, we'd be a lot better off. But the good news is we've started it and where this can help long-term when we're talking universal design is, and you were mentioning millennials, putting millennials in place to take over the home
2: Absolutely. for that aging parent who, yep. uh, you for know, sure.
1: you, you, you're creating heirloom residences now, yep, not just exactly. heirloom yeah. pianos or yep. whatever. The, the, our homes, this is yeah, bringing an heirloom The thing concept. about universal
2: design too, Romy, is is you can design it today and you won't even realize until you need it tomorrow that how easy it is to change up things and you know for the for the needy so so to speak talking universal
1: design with TWD design build remodeling Think of your home as an envelope. Inside the envelope is conditioned space. What matters is how you treat your doors and windows. They are the weakest link in that envelope. So you've got to take the time to think through the right door and window. So we've got Adam Homer in. And just visit about what's going on at Pella. It's probably one of the
0: most diversified product lines uh, in the window and door category. Your fiberglass product in my opinion,
1: it's the right window for Arizona.
0: It is. Uh, I have it in my own house. It still looks brand new.
1: Explain that a little bit, fiberglass.
0: Pella's got a patented process. Uh, they pull trude fiberglass through this dye. Uh, it's a matted material. So unlike a like the back of a shower enclosure, you know how it's random strands and yes, you know, it's yes. all pokey, and right, right. makes you itch. That's not what our windows look like. Uh, it looks like almost like a window screen mesh when it comes through and, and ready to, uh, to put into the frame. Um, and And then once it's all heat sealed and and, and made rigid, it goes through a powder coating process. So you can get a really nice looking window that's very strong, very durable. Do you
1: often change the window product as you go around the house?
0: oftentimes customers wanting to turn a window into a door. If somebody wants to take a an operable window, maybe that they don't ever open, we turn those into picture windows. Would
1: you change glazing options as you go around a house?
0: You know, I guess intuitively it kind of makes sense. I mean, I understand why people think that maybe I'll, I'll do, uh, you, you know, your best sun defense glass on the west and south exposure and maybe do something different uh, and less expensive on the north and east side of the house. But I mean, when it's 115 degrees outside, it's 115 degrees outside whether the sun's on it or not. I mean, if the sun's directly on it, it may be 130, 140 yeah. degrees, right? You're going to put sun defense glass if you're here in the valley uh, throughout your whole home. Don't
1: get your windows replaced until you get an education and a quote from the experts at Pella Windows. Moving along and condensing our information here for our universal design segment with TWD Design Build Remodeling. Seven principles of universal design. Quick recap: We've gotten through three: equitable use, flexible flexibility in
2: use, simple and intuitive use. Todd, number four. Number four is perceptible information. So you're going to want to build things, change things um, for people to to learn to the 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 touch. People lose their 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 feel their sense of feel, um, their depth perception. So you want to have all your flooring um, and all your handles, let's say, your just easy to use, easy to see, especially if you're going from room to room. If you're changing from tile to carpet, you need to have those to where people can look down and say, oh, I'm, I'm heading into carpet now. Be prepared, so to speak um so that's kind of where that comes from
1: yeah if you go from a slicker surface to a carpet carpet i mean it grabs your foot and stops it doesn't give you any slide it does
2: so you you have to have in mind when you're when you're designing and doing a universal design that it's all the flooring all the doors all the everything's kind of i don't want to say marked but It's very legible that you're going to see changing from tile to carpet, going from carpet to tile. Colors are a big thing. You want to have everything similar. But when you're doing the universal design, you have to let people know that you're changing flooring, whatever it may be, wall colors, like Ron said earlier. But, Ron,
1: what you— You were talking about different colors and walls. How does that concept apply?
3: (laughs) Well, it actually uses um, an architectural series called wayfinding to be able to denote a a way out of the home or a way into a different area. Oh, I like that. So you can actually use colors and light, whether it be
1: natural light or artificial
3: light, to be able to direct flow so that it's intuitive. It just is subconscious.
1: I really like that concept, of, you know, the, whether it's like as, as it's getting lighter, I'm getting closer to an exit or, you know, is it getting darker? I'm getting closer to the interior that you know, when you're thinking about this for guys, you know, for people like us, this is no brainer. Yeah, yeah, Why would yeah, I need yeah, that? Exactly. But if you're dealing with somebody who's facing dementia or uh, Alzheimer, you know, th- these things, they make
3: a
2: difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yep.
3: And that, that's That. that Uh, The term, that whole process is used in industrial design and commercial design, outdoor spaces, uh, architectural buildings, so that people don't inherently get lost.
1: And aside from that, just think panic mode. What are you told to do if there's a fire in your home? Stop, drop, and roll, or crawl. If you're crawling on the ground and you're following a color code Mm -hmm. and you're discombobulated oriented by smoke, uh, that color on the ground level where you're crawling could be a lifesaver the same
0: concept the airlines use on the planes they say you know if there's an emergency you'll see the the lights lighting up on the floor and this is the way to the exit
2: number five so number five is tolerance for air so we 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 briefly touched on this um, especially around the stove um, in the kitchen area you want someone to be able to set something and if they forget it, it's gonna it's gonna do its thing to where it will shut off itself. Front Any other, door
1: locks after eight o'clock. You know,
2: you've got you've got yeah, you don't want you you want things labeled if you can label them, but that's kinda hokey. You want people to be able to set their AC, set their heat, um, set their stove, set their, their burners, and there is a tolerance for error on all that. Number six is pretty self-explanatory. Uh, yeah, and that's kind of goes along. This whole universal design thing kind of coincides with one another. You want low physical elimination effort. of stairs. So, yeah, <laughs> you, you don't want stairs, but you also want people to be able to turn on their stove, be able to turn on their AC, their heat. Um, you know, you just you want it all easy. For anyone who comes in that home, not just the disabled, but it could be the grandkids that come over or the, you know, like I said, the, you know, if 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 you have your in-laws coming out of from out of town, everybody who walks into that home should be able to use anything in that home. And then
3: and this was actually developed, you know, before Alexa. (laughs) came along (laughs) and she's she's actually a perfect example of, of of something that was developed for this and then number
1: seven our final and our seven principles the universal design
2: yeah so size and space for approach and use so you want to have at least one entrance if need be that's that's possibly wheelchair accessible a walker um Somebody who's not going to trip coming into the home, um, you know, all the way from the driveway to the entrance of the home. It's got to be easy access.
3: A stroller with two yeah. armful of groceries?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of where that came from and where that is what we try to do.
1: What, on the backside of the break, after we get back, I really want to ask about this concept of, you know, interchangeable that you mentioned ending the first segment of you know changing things i'm I'm picturing like taking off a red lego brick and putting a blue one on it (laughs) yeah (laughs) building and this whole design concept seems a lot more complicated you made it sound very simple so we're going to get into that conversation and go through a number of these other bullet points as it talks to floor plans and flooring types and seatings and and our showers all here at rosie on the house with twd twd design build remodel Thank you for spending your Saturday morning with Rosie on the house here in our on the house hour halfway through a conversation with TWD design build remodel on universal design. We've covered the seven principles of universal design and y'all had mentioned a concept of, you know, Things being interchangeable and and all the years of remodeling that i've spent with dad i've never thought of anything we've done as interchangeable or, or fixable and you made it sound just like oh you know it's, it's like building a little lego house you don't like it just yeah. pick up these little lego bricks and remove the wall this way or you don't like that color bring in the red blocks. <laughs> what yeah
2: it's 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 preparing for the future if need be that's all you know i'll, I'll let ron speak on this stuff but um there's there's so much you can do to prepare yourself, like for instance, um, when we do a shower or whatever it may be, we're always thinking ahead, you know, rather the people need grab bars now, a lot of them don't want them now, but we put back in Makes them in think there. they're old. <laughs> well, you know.
3: And and actually that's exactly what quite a few of my customers uh, say, you know, we don't want get, to get to that point, we don't want to accept that we're getting older, and I, I actually share the story of my brother uh, just going through a knee replacement, and he had to ask his neighbor to come over and help him shower. And I'm sorry, that's taken friendship way, <laughs> way beyond. But, and so we'll go ahead and put blocking in there so that we can add that in the future.
1: His swimsuit was on, though, right, <laughs> While he was showering? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the funny thing is, if you don't want grab bars in your bathroom, you've never had one. And hotels pretty much seem like any new one has them they are convenient. Well,
3: not only that, they're no longer industrial looking. I mean, we put grab bars in that match the existing beautiful towel bars. And it just makes sense. You're dealing with being naked and with water, even though we're going to be using a non-slip tile, you're still still dealing with water that could cause hydroplaning and just having that extra stability. And as we get older, or or even if we, you know, I just had uh, my appendix out uh, two weeks ago and just trying to Stand up, sit up, and and get down is a little bit difficult. Having a grab bar, you know, next to a shower seat would sure make it a whole
0: lot easier. And I can relate to that. I had my um, uh, appendix out about seven years ago, and taking a shower with a bag. Surgery had brunch to drain time, itself. Brunch time. Brunch yeah. time, man.
1: <laughs> yeah. 10.33, guys. 10.35. TMI. But uh,
0: I'm just saying, it, it was extremely difficult to take a shower and not get certain parts wet and all that. But I digress. <laughs> right? so, yeah. oh, and I guess my, my. my
3: point is, we, we do think about getting older, but we also think about how we're getting through life every day, whether it's an ACL injury, whether it's a, a hip oh, re- yeah. replacement, knee
1: replacement, or just twisting your ankle. Um, Uh, I I pinched a nerve in my back a couple years ago mowing the lawn. Dropped me like a bag of rocks.
2: (laughs) Well, even, yeah, and if you even go into that aspect, I mean, you know, bathrooms are the most places where people get injured. But um, that indoor plumbing
1: is what separates us from ninety nine percent of yeah, the third country. You know, country. so kids ripping it around in
2: there. At least there's something to hold on to, possibly. Yeah. Like you know, it's like you, you, I always tell my kids: make sure you hold that railing on the way downstairs. You know, just because it, it only takes a second, and tumbling down, and that's not a same. fun ride down, and not stop and, at the end know, is worse. And, and that's that's all part of it. Um, you know, we always put backing in. Rather, the people think they need the grab bars or not, but for future purpose, it's it's there. We you know,
1: so grab bars is a big part of planning for the future. What are some other things that are,
3: you know, a positive note rather than just you know thinking about what you know could have should have happened, in terms of you know therapeutic, we're also designing showers that are spa like environments, where body sprays definitely multiple shower heads. We, we use a hydro Rail from Kohler, uh, Delta has one, Moen has one, that Moen has their line, and these are great products that are really designed to be aftermarket, that fit onto your existing shower head, and it's a shower column that has a slide bar with a handheld uh, shower head in addition to a fixed shower head. It's great not only for being able to wash yourself if you're sitting down on a seat, but for shaving legs for women. Um, I use it for washing the dog, uh, cleaning the shower. It's just a, a great benefit as well as a safety unit.
2: That's one thing we didn't mention: is <laughs> universal design is Applied for every to... everyone and every animal, I guess. Huh? <laughs> In my household, it is. <laughs> yeah, um, mine's the hose outside. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. We did a whole ADA rated bathroom to where it was actually uh, following the uh, American Disabilities Act, in addition to universal design, to where we had full five-foot turnaround, the, um, um, the husband was going to be looking at a, uh, a progressive disease. And so he knew he was going to be in a wheelchair at one point. We did a zero threshold shower, which is, is more costly. Um, we do end up having to jackhammer the concrete
1: and pour it down below grade, a roll in experience. And this is on a remodel. A lot of these, these things I think yeah. we're gonna start seeing in the development of new homes. Now oh, yeah. That yes. doesn't do anything for the three hundred and fifty million of us already living in an existing home in the US, but as the development comes in the new generation of housing's design, I think we're just gonna see these things built in and
3: but there are also some products on the market that act as grab assist units that are not necessarily industrial grab bars. We knew that per ADA standards, he was going to need a 36 inch grab bar by his toilet. But he was not at that point right now, and they both wanted a beautiful bath. And and it is a beautiful, beautiful bathroom. So we used a – it's a Decor Assist toilet paper holder from Delta, which is rated properly, blocked and installed, rated for 250 pounds. Is a toilet paper holder and a grab bar unit. But we blocked clear behind that so that we could
1: change that out to a 36-inch grab bar when that time came. And define the difference between ADA and universal design. Well, ADA is
3: the American Disabilities Act, and it, many, many standards um, that are basically designed for a person uh, with a disability that is in a wheelchair. has to do with turnaround, has to do with access for parking lots. Any commercial building has to follow the American Disabilities Act. Whereas universal design, we use some of those principles, but it's really for the ability of
1: all rather than a disability. Now, a big part of this universal design has got to be maintenance and the reduction of it. You know, we're not putting in stuff that's short term. You know, cheap laminate wood flooring, or um, you know, we're, we're designing for a long term use. Part of that is building with long
2: term products. Don't get us wrong. As far as prepping our remodel for future possible use, it's yeah. There's there's no no corner cutting at all. It's um it's all the same stuff we use day in and day out. No it's just cabinets a, with plastic yeah, rollers. No. no. <laughs> yeah. No. Um, but that being said, we can and do, you know, it, you know, under the sink. Especially, we can do a roller cabinet or we can do a door that opens up all the way to where if you are um, disabled and in a wheelchair, you can roll right up to the sink. Maybe the sink's going to be a lower profile so you can get to it. Um, but yeah it's, uh, yeah, it's it's not like, oh yeah, we know you're going to want to remodel later, so we're going to just throw this cheap stuff in here. But no, it's uh, it's all...
1: One of the first calls I ever took when I started working for Rosie on the House was a woman looking for a solution for her son who only had one arm. And she was looking for stainless steel nails that she wanted to drive through a board so he, she could turn it upside down so when he could go cut his watermelon, it would stay still. he stick the watermelon in oh, these nails and then chop it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, so there's I mean there's all kinds of stuff you can do, Romy. It's uh the, you know you've you've got your your touch on and off. Um, yep. Yeah. You know just yeah, quite quite a few of the uh, of the plumbing
3: fixtures, both kitchen and and bathroom, can be touch activated. But in ter- in terms of uh, low maintenance, every shower that we do is going to be a, a hard porcelain tile that's going to be a non-slip. Um, we. We're very cognizant. It it may look really nice to have a polished porcelain tile, but we would only do that on the walls and make sure that we're going to do a non-slip floor. Um, Smaller scale tile on a shower floor because the uh, grout joints in between help as non-slip. We also use an epoxy modified grout, which then doesn't require any sealing.
1: And I would imagine storage is a big part of this. If you picture any one of your given closets right now, how many things are out of reach without getting a stool and being able to pull those down? Are we what are we doing with our linens, our cabinet spaces, uh, being able to access those? uh, As far as I know, we don't have. Any Marty McFly the third fruit <laughs> provider was that Back to the Future two or fruit yeah. please and, and like yeah. this tray comes yeah, down yeah. from the ceiling we're, and we're, we're, gonna...
2: we're not that <laughs> but, we're, we're not that yet. but
3: there are quite a few products out there I, I think Todd mentioned on it a little bit uh, earlier um, a sink base we can actually do a removable sink base so that we'll tile underneath there it's gonna have doors and storage but if you then need to down the line like for this one customer who knew he he was going to be in a wheelchair we did that so then when he is in that spot we can actually remove the cabinet below and it's a skirt that then hides all the plumbing underneath there that he can then roll up to that in terms of upper cabinets we're uh, in a design phase right now to where everyone wants this open concept so we're not using as many upper cabinets as we used to in fact It's difficult to try to find space for upper cabinets in a lot of these open designs. But they offer uh, pull-down shelves that can be reached uh, to uh, access the uh, contents up above. We have touch-to-open electric uh, cabinet doors on both the uppers as well as the lower uh, lower cabinets as well. You literally press a button and it opens up, and then press a lower button and it closes on itself.
1: Now we've talked a lot about these different uh, vault doors that are coming into play. Where you know, so much of our lifestyle is delivery, whether it's Amazon or you know how many other different delivery services are. For somebody that can't drive, this could be a huge asset for uh, for universal design, aging in place, being able to know what food you have available and. Oh, yeah. Have it delivered. But just the, the safety of that delivery system and designing in, um, I, I haven't seen any great solution yet. They're very practical um, and in concept, aesthetically pleasing and <laughs> – yeah. um, uh, Practical, affordable—I'm not so sure we're there yet. But I mean, I, I see something in our design where we've got a point of entrance where you could have some little stored cooling on the side of the home that they could deliver your milk to. They could deliver your eggs, you know cold products, along with all your food. And being able to know in using technology what you have and what's fresh in your home—that could be a big part of helping age in place.
3: Oh yeah, heck yeah! Um, in, in Minnesota, they call that call that the cold storage room.
2: <laughs> yeah the house yeah. I, I don't think he's it's minnesota but anyway um yeah so yeah that being said i mean I, I i guess you know the universal design is not limited to anything so yeah if there's if there's people out there that would need something like that um to where like you said you know you've got home deliveries from from grocery stores now um yeah it, it i mean the sky is the limit when it comes to universal design anything you can think of um it's just not limited to those seven uh it's taking the deals. new thought it, yeah, it's, it's, and it's, running it through exactly. your seven principles yep. to make sure you're not missing yep. anything absolutely
1: we've got a final segment here with TWD Design, Build, Remodel, talking Universal Design at Rosie on the house. On the concept of Universal Design, there's certain keywords that, you know, we as younger guys all, you know, tune out, that's for old farts, that's for the old guys, you know, who cares, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But this concept of Universal Design, you know, if you plan for it now, well before you need it, it's going to save you a ton of money. I mean, when you look at the house, the the, the cost of assisted living for the elderly, and uh, those types of facilities, you could save a ton of money long term with this. And then we go into the concept of heirloom housing. It leaves something for the next generation to to grow into and inherit, yes. and it it helps them. You know, it it already gives them a head start, and they're. It does. road to the so, American Dream of yep. home ownership
2: that being said, like um if you are remodeling we're going to be remodeling this customers' home. you might as well put some of the universal design in there for the later days, if need so if need be um, and it will save them a ton of money like I said there you know if if we did cabinets and down the line, they needed to have an open concept cabinet underneath the sink. It could be as little as rolling it out, or it could be a little as two screws and it's out and it's usable. To that, so um, I think Ron has some some stuff to add to that. But um, yeah, it's it it's, it it saves huge money, especially if you're remodeling today for tomorrow.
3: Well, and Romy, you you spoke about the heirloom residence. Uh, we're seeing a large um, factor of housing to where we're getting multi-generations living in one house. And these houses tend to be getting larger, but we're having older kids coming back to the nest. And then we're also seeing mom and dad or mom or dad coming back into the home as well. And you you hit on the cost of assisted living. We've done full-on mother-in-law suites, casitas, and the cost for assisted living for one person in the state of Arizona for a year and a half will pay for the average mother-in-law suite or a casita. It's about $150,000. And th- there's a lot of benefits to having that. Not, not only do you have your extended family network all within one house, but you've got a built-in babysitter, you've got a, you know, a different cook, uh, n- not to mention all the emotional benefits of having family close to
1: home. And you don't have to worry about the Hacienda health type, tri- exactly. oh, type yeah, treatment yeah, at all. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So Ron said something about the older children coming back to the nest. I'm going to throw my wife here. Uh, Jamie and I are almost empty nesters. <laughs> Do you have some coming <laughs> back? Or are you saying <laughs> that now that you got happen. your kids gone, yeah. you're going to your I'm, mother-in-law's? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to remodel to where I don't have my you know no I'm kidding but no yeah so we, we've done you do a, have to go home after this time yeah I know I know we we've we've remodeled my home as well um, and knowing the knowing that you know it's a possibility you know ours is almost universal design but there's a couple things we need to do but yeah it's it's huge Romy. it's it's huge it's a it's huge thing for for families like Ron said multi-generations moved in together um the cost you know of of homes nowadays it's people are living together
1: and y'all have a great showroom that you've uh you know like you've got done and you've already started doing upgrades on it we
2: have yeah it's time to remodel our our new showroom so no yeah
3: uh yeah in fact the showroom uh started about six years ago and then We've uh, expanded onto the showroom not once but now twice, and um, we're always wanting to make sure that we're um, current, current on trend, but not trendy. Um, we partner with Sherwin-Williams, and so any of our customers, we're, we're going to be able to, to select their, color, uh, their paint colors as well. And also knowing what Sherwin Williams is forecasting as well as what the color marketing group is. We belong to Kitchen and Bath Association. And actually Todd and Jamie just got back from the Kitchen and Bath Industry Show in Las Vegas. Because we want to make sure that we know exactly what products are coming out on the market, when they're going to be coming out, and
1: if there's something you want to use or right. Ex- and we can give that a couple more years mm-hmm. of development before Exactly. And like, like you know, three that's years
3: that's ago, uh, three years ago we saw geometric tile patterns coming on strong. And now, I mean, they're, they're at the heart, the heart of the uh, market right now. We've seen gray colors ascending, and now we're seeing, uh, we've been seeing it for the last year. Gray is, is uh, moving away to more of a gray and beige combination, kind of a mix of a yin and yang, which is really being um, accepted very well because we still have a lot of customers out there that have a lot of gold in their home, and now we're able to actually do some
1: remodels with that. The showroom's located at?
2: 9201. West Grand Avenue in Peoria, Arizona, right off the right off the one hundred and one. Easy access. Easy access. Grand Avenue and the one hundred and one West. So, and we just remodeled
1: the exterior. So, oh yeah, Yeah. I'll have to come by and see it. I had uh, when you say that it was January I was by. Was it upgraded yet? No, absolutely
2: not. No, it's uh, new colors now. Good. I'm I'm glad I didn't
1: not notice that. (laughs) Yeah. No. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's. uh, It looks real nice. Showroom hours. Um, basically seven to four. Um, we do have weekend appointments by appointment only, but yeah, we're seven to four Monday through Friday.
1: You can set appointment during that time or just walk in, take your time, browse. We do get
2: a lot of walk-ins, Romy. So yeah, you can walk in. Sometimes you'll, you'll meet with someone as you walk in. Other times you might just take your time and kind of cruise through the showroom. And And
1: any one of 10, 12 different, uh, remodeling showroom scenarios set up there. Absolutely. All right. Well, we appreciate y'all being here with this Saturday Thanks morning talking universal design. Real easy uh, environment to get started uh, browsing and spending time at the TWD showroom. If you're looking to get started on universal design or just a remodel in general,
2: absolutely.